What's up, good people? It's your boy DJ the Park Boy. We in the building. I missed you guys, man. I don't know if y'all realize I really did miss you guys. Uh yeah, as I stated, I was going on vacation and vacation went well. Vegas is always fun. I don't know if you guys ever been to Vegas. That was my second time ever going to Vegas and uh I always enjoy myself. <clears throat> uh of course first time I went it was with my girlfriend. Second time I went, it was with my girlfriend. But the good thing about that is, I get to have fun with my girlfriend. And she's a fun individual. So, I mean, taking vacations with her is always, you know, it's fun. We adventurous. We go do new shit. Uh, good news for me, got engaged, you know. Got to put a ring on the finger. As the, the shirt says, this is my uh, Super Bowl hoodie. From 2012, well, technically 2013, but it's still holding up, rings don't lie. And I went ahead and put a ring on the finger. I wasn't even thinking about that till I see myself on the screen. I'm like, hey, rings don't lie. I put a ring on the finger. So, you know, I'm trying to lock down my baby. We've been thugging it for about two years. It's been great. And, I mean, in terms of the Vegas vacation, that was fun. I mean, minus me losing my money at the casino. You know, I lost. They definitely got me. But she got hot. She just kept winning. And I was like, wow. Who pass on some of the luck? Because I'm tired of giving MGM my money. I'm tired of giving uh, Planet Hollywood my money. I'm tired of giving Harris my money. I'm tired of giving uh, The Link my money. They all was taking my money. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Vegas has probably the greatest bartenders ever. Literally, hands down. They got to have, uh, to me, the best bartenders ever. They are good. There's no faking it. There's no faking it. I, and, I mean, if you ever go to a place off the strip, drinks and everything else is just so much cheaper compared to being on the strip. So, you can save some money depending on where you're staying. You just got to travel. Uh, personally, I would recommend you stay on the strip. You have any options at all. Stay on the strip. Don't think about it. Uh, yeah, don't think about it at all. At all, at all. If you're going to drink and all that, it's better to be able to just walk right back into where you at, where you stand. Versus, I mean, the first time I went, we stayed on the strip. The convenience, beautiful. I mean, we can walk to dispensaries. Uh, we can walk to anywhere on the strip. And again, like I said, the dispensary has been... So close, it's been close enough you can walk this about a 10 12 minute walk from we stayed at Harris the first time we went, so about a 12 to 15 minute walk, which ain't bad because I'm from DC. We walk a lot in DC, at least I think in eastern cities. People walk a lot, we walk a lot, I walk a lot, so I mean, it's not a big thing for me to walk. But we stayed at this uh resort that was uh off the strip, really nice resort. Uh, Shout out to the Desert Rose. First time staying there. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it again, but again, I prefer to just the convenience of already being on the strip, being able to walk places, getting to where I need to go. But I will say, they had some nice accommodations. We stayed in like a two-bedroom condo, uh, two bathrooms. It was like a extended stay type of place, which, again, beautiful. And I... I'm just here to say Vegas is fun. It's open late. 
Actually, I was a little more surprised. Vegas kind of did close a little earlier than I expected. I was uh, maybe just last time because we didn't stay in Vegas the whole time. So, I mean, we also took a trip out L.A. last time. So, there was some differences. But I real deal expected Vegas to stay open 24 hours a day. Uh, Fat Tuesdays closed at like 2 o'clock in the morning. What's that? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying people drink so early in the morning, I'm expecting, you know, stuff to be open 24 hours. But no, you got to find the right spots, know where to go. Definitely some fun stuff to do. I visited a strip club, just random, right across the street from uh, Reef. If you go out to Vegas, Reef, really good dispensary. You can get reward points for going there, which is nice. You know, throughout our trip, we spent so much money on, on marijuana, it was like... Hey, you earned yourself a discount. Keep spending more money. Which, you know, in turn, we did. <laughs> ah, yeah, we smoke a lot of weed. I smoke a lot of weed. So, you know, it is what it is. We're the anti-Stephen A over here. As I say, we stay on the weed here at the Next Up Media. Uh, here at the Lime Show. With your boy, you know, we smoke. <laughs> but, yeah, Vegas was cool. was fun. So hot out there. I've never been to a place my whole time on a vacation. Every day is over 100 degrees. And the first day we got there, it was like 113 when we touched down. And throughout the whole night, it stayed at 100 degrees until about 5 o'clock in the morning, which it went down to 99. And then an hour later, proceeded to go back up to over 100 again. It was scorching out there. Scorching. But, you know, hitting the pool was cool. Uh, going out was fun, of course. Like I said, drinking was cool. We didn't escape room and did terrible. I don't want to tell you how bad we did, but we did terrible. We might have set a record for uh, the worst escape room experience, I would think. Like, we did bad. Uh, yeah, hour in, the guy comes in and he's like, hey. Do you want me to tell you about, uh, you want me to tell you about, uh, you know, what you didn't accomplish since, you know, you guys might want to come back and do it again? We were like, nah, you know, we're from D.C. We ain't coming back out here no time soon to just come do an escape room. So you might as well tell us what's going on. We did terrible, y'all. I'm just saying we did not represent D.C. well at all. Like, we, uh, I think the only thing we did was like get handcuffs off and the guy said that was 5%. So it was five of us and we only got 5%. That might've been the, uh, my least intellectual moment in my life, you know, doing that as a group activity. We all did bad. We got stuck on one thing and the one thing turned out to be wrong. We were stuck on the code, even though I'm not going to lie. I did have a little, little braggadocious moment. Intellectually speaking, you know, I took a really good guesstimation because of the clues that was available, and it turned out I was like two numbers off. So if my, you know, I gave myself some props, even though we did terrible, cause we did terrible, terrible. But it's time <clears throat> to get into the bullshit. You know what time it is? It's your boy. So we're gonna start off the day with this story right here. Squad member Corey Bush and CNN blasted for pushing fake news story 
that raised about $230,000 for a fake single mom of three facing homelessness over eviction moratorium. Moratorium. I know I'm a little... But we here. Uh, so apparently, CNN had uh, Daisha Kelly of Las Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, I was out there. She went on CNN to go tell a story about how she's going through a rough time. She's about to get evicted, put out of her house, and she starts to go fund me. CNN pushes the GoFundMe, and from there, it comes out later that, you know, she's not really the kid's mother as she portrayed in the interview, as she portrayed on the GoFundMe that raised all that money. Uh, So... Let's get into more of the story. Uh, Dasha Kelly of Las Vegas was featured in a segment last week with CNN reporter Nick Watt, who took a tour of Kelly's home. It prompted, it promoted a GoFundMe she set up to collect rent, which she has since raised more than 230000 thanks to the CNN report and repeatedly referred to her as the mother of Sharon, Kia, and Amani. They are eight, six, and five. Uh, she portrayed herself as the mother, but the whole time it turned out she was just babysitting. They ran a story on somebody who was babysitting somebody else's kids, and they promoted this. Uh, where's the journalistic standards there? I, I believe somebody should know what's taking place when things like this take place. Like, how do you get to this point? It seems a little preposterous for me for uh for CNN to run this story. Uh they raised a lot of money. It appears that uh GoFundMe said, uh, yeah, we're gonna take that down. Uh apparently they're holding the funds and they're keeping it away from her. Because again, money was raised on the false premise done by supposed journalists. Supposed journalists. It's sad that CNN does some things that'll uh make you grind your teeth together. Like uh they're supposed to be the neutral party and a lot of things, but they turn out to be uh a corporate media wing for the Democrats, it seems like. Uh and that's crazy because you can push so many stories and narratives because you control so much because of the dynamics of media in America. There are, what, six companies that control everything that's on TV? Six. So that means whoever's at the top of those companies are pulling the strings. And I don't have to directly tell you I don't want you to speak on things. I don't want you to act in a certain way. I can just hire people I know who's going to be less problematic to what I want to promote. It's what you do when you run a business, especially a media company. You're going to hire people whose ideas are similar to yours. But when you become a corporate juggernaut where you have monopolized the industry, you get stuff like this. They really took the time to promote this. And then Cory Bush came out and said, uh, let me pull this back up for you. She came out and said, when I say your congresswoman loves you, this is what I mean. Kelly, I may not represent, uh, be your representatives, but I love you. And I will not stop working to make sure you... And every person in a country has what they need to thrive, which is a good message from a politician. But that politician is caught up now in the regular role of the bullshit. 
which CNN helped initially stop when they pulled this story up. Um, of course, they had to do a correction. They they definitely had to do a correction. But, I mean, it just sucks when, you know, you have mainstream media who will make up a, a story that uh, promotes the, the message they want to get across. Like, you can always fit a narrative. You can always find stories that fill narratives. And that's what they did instead of doing actual journalism, which sucks. Really, really sucks. Now, on to some more of the BS. We have Dr. Dre's daughter, Latanya Young. Uh, of course, I had an argument. I had a huge debate with one of my friends about this story because they're like, Dr. Dre is a billionaire. Uh, I mean, all right, let me give you some context. Dr. Dre's 38-year-old daughter is homeless with her kids. And apparently he stopped supporting her about a year ago. There are no details to why. It's just he stopped supporting her about a year ago. Again, she's 38 years old. And I had a question for one of my friends who said Dr. Dre is, you know, a piece of shit. I said, at what age did you, you know, become an adult? You have kids. Why are you just relying on somebody else and you have kids? Why? Why? At 38, you should... Pretty much have your life together somewhat. Some type of stability. At least I believe that. I believe you can waste your 20s away. But when you get in your 30s, got to start getting shit together. When you have kids, you're on more of a clock to get shit together because you have people depending on you. But they say, you know, they made Dr. Dre the bad guy. Uh, We're here on Insider.com. And it says, Dr. Dre's oldest daughter starts a GoFundMe page after sharing that she's homeless. Again, I feel bad for people who end up in a position of having to be homeless. But in her case, I'm pretty sure she has some connections or something she should have been doing beforehand. Okay, it says, Dr. Dre's oldest daughter, Latanya Young, started a GoFundMe to raise money for housing for her and her four kids. Four kids. Four kids. Young launched a fundraiser on August the 9th. According to the GoFundMe page, Young38 sent an interview with the Daily Mail uh, on August 4th that she's living out of SUV rental in Tarzana, California, a suburb of L.A. She says she, has, uh, she hasn't received any money from her father since January 2020. The fundraisers to help Latanya and her four kids find a safe and stable home. She's currently working at DoorDash to keep afloat. And these funds will be deeply appreciated, says the GoFundMe page. Uh, so after she announced that she was homeless on Instagram, I guess people asked her, did they have a place to donate? So she started a GoFundMe and she's trying to raise $50,000. And and this post is said at the time of this writing, she had thirty four hundred. Uh, again, it's a little crazy. Young says she told the Daily Mail in early August that she had not seen her father in eighteen years, doesn't have his cell phone number, and must communicate with him through his team. Uh, Young said up until January twenty twenty. 
He paid her rent and gave her an allowance. He may not be the best father, but he gave her finances up to a certain point. And she did nothing with those finances. If you have an allowance and all your bills paid, you shouldn't be broke. At what point in time does the responsibility fall on you? Grown people making excuses for other grown people. An argument I made was, why didn't she try to move in with one of her baby fathers? And the girl told me, you know men don't want to be in their kids' lives. And I said, bullshit. How many men do you physically know that you're friends with that had kids that aren't trying to be in their uh, kids' lives? It was crickets. Because perception doesn't always fit reality. The perception is Dr. Dre's a billionaire. His daughter should be a billionaire. One, Dr. Dre earned all his money. Two, apparently he took care of his responsibilities as a parent for more than what the designated time most parents take care of their kids. And yes, I'm totally against just putting your kids out. Just because they're 18 doesn't make them grown. The economy is much different than what it used to be. So circumstances have changed that. But from 18 to 38, that's 20 years. Probably of rent being paid and an allowance. If you had a job during that time, you would have been stacking. You would have been good. But no. Instead, Dr. Dre has to be the bad guy because you don't want to be responsible. It makes no sense. Uh, it really makes no sense. Like it, it's crazy. People want to make Dre the bad guy in this situation, and it's a lot of shit I don't agree with Dr. Dre on. I mean, the shit from Michelle and all the uh, stories about you know him possibly beating on women—that's a bigger thing. That's a that's something you could be mad at Dr. Dre for, but him being mad because his thirty-eight-year-old daughter. Well, four kids did nothing responsible. Either you blame them for being a failed parent that his grown-ass child can't take care of themselves, but don't blame them for cutting her off at 37. She should have had her shit together by then. She really, really, really should have had her shit together. And people just want to make him the bad guy in that moment. And of course... Little crazy. Something had to happen. Something is there that we don't know. But I definitely don't think we should just blame this guy 100% of the way saying he's the bad guy in this situation. Maybe I'm looking at it different. If I'm looking at it different, tell me in the comments I'm wrong. Let me know. Because I, I need to know. Am I wrong? Am I being too harsh? I mean, because shit, shit. I know I had to get my shit together early, early. She 38, cruising. Like, you got kids, kids. I don't get it. It's not for me to get. It's not for me to understand. And I guess that's what it is. So, heading up to the next story. Looks like Drake... Gets his uh, Amari Bailey's, who's a star basketball player. Drake's been dating his mom. Now Drake has come through with an iced out OVO chain form. Now if I was a kid in high school, I probably wouldn't want one of the most famous people 
on earth dating my mom. Probably wouldn't want that. But I mean, might be also a little cool if one of the most famous people on the world would in the world was dating your mother. And I guess Amari Bailey's taking all of it in stride because he just got a chain. Drake just made him a, a so icy boy. <laughs> so uh, this is from pictures earlier when Drake was on a date with uh, Amari Bailey's mom. Uh, they've been dating for a little while now. And they met, I guess, when uh, Drake was pulling up at uh, Bronny's Games at uh, Sierra Canyon, which is a basketball powerhouse. So, of course, if you're going there, you must be good. And Amari Bailey is good. So, from there, Drake made his moves, and now he's dating mom. So, uh, I guess July 4th, he was on stepdaddy duty. Look at him. Drake's out here. He's just he chilling with the kid. Again, I mean, in most cases, I would say no. But there probably some benefits to, you know, if Drake is cool, actually dating your mom and not just piping her out and passing her along. Which I would, again, hate for my mom to date a celebrity to be in a position to get piped up and passed along in the public. That's the problem. In the public eye. But Drake comes back. He gets... uh. You get some jerk. I mean, a, a chain. Here it is, the video. Uh, so yeah, there go the chain right there. It has a little OVO owl right there in the little bottom corner. Uh, it has the number 10, which is his jersey number. I mean, the chain is fire. It's fire. But again, I don't know if I want to get... Personally, I don't know if I want Drake piping up my mom's for me to get it. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Everybody has their own preference. But in high school, I definitely would have been like... Uh, I Like, mom, pass on this one. You know what I'm saying? Pass on this one. But she probably thinking, look, son, I'm 40. He Drake. You know what I'm saying? Mama still can get it. And and mama trying to get her groove back. Possibly. Maybe. You know, you never know. But man, cool chain. It's cool chain again. Just don't know if that's the way I want to get it. I don't know if I want Drake on my mom's. Trying to run through my mom's. Taking on them expensive dates where you know she's gonna feel like, man, nobody ever did this for me. I mean, I don't want Drake to be bringing out the freak of my mom. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's the bull right there. I don't want Drake doing that. But uh, as we continue on, I got some bad news to uh, report. There was an earthquake in Haiti. Uh,. They were hit with a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. And so far this morning, the death toll has risen to 1,297 dead. Uh, this is really tragic. I remember a couple years back when Haiti was hit with an earthquake in, what was that, like 2012 or something? Uh, besides the fact they were really devastated, there was a lot of scandals around 
uh, what Red Cross, the uh, Clinton Foundation, a lot of fundraising efforts went to not. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people put up a lot of money and it went nowhere but to the pockets of the people who collected that money. Hopefully, they can avoid those situations. But uh, I'm here on AP News where it says the death toll from the 7.2 magnitude earthquake in Haiti climbed to uh, 1,297 on Sunday. Uh, a day after the powerful tremor turned thousands of structures into rubble and set off a frantic rescue efforts ahead of potential deluge into approaching storm. So not only were they hit with the earthquake, but they have a, a possible devastating tropical storm that's going to push a lot of rain into the areas while they're still trying to do uh, rescue efforts. So the death toll has soared and it's possibly it can soar even higher with the tropical storm. Uh, hitting them during the same time that they're still dealing with trying to recover, trying to bounce back. Haiti's already had poor infrastructure based on, you know, United States has suppressed a lot of efforts in Haiti. We have put our foot down on their neck in a lot of instances, and every time they get hit with something, we just see the worst of worst situations there. It's like, when will Haiti stop being punished because they ended slavery before everybody else. Because black people gained their independence during the European uh, imperialism. It seems like they're going to continue to be penalized for that. And it's unfair. Uh, we have like Naomi Osaka. She came out and said she's going to donate uh, her tournament winnings towards the relief efforts. Uh, again, more than likely, you're going to see a lot of fundraisers and relief efforts for Haiti. Hopefully, the money gets to where... It needs to go because uh, it's just crazy. It it is really crazy because I mean, I think last time they had like cholera and all that break out, like they have really poor infrastructure. And I mean, one day, hopefully things can get better. Hopefully they can stop being penalized for being, you know. Black in history, for being strong in history, for fighting back in history. We celebrate some people for being those people, and then we demonize others who don't fit the box or the narrative that we want to push. We demonize them for doing the same exact things that we celebrate certain people for. So selective morality goes into play, and some of those, and a lot of those policies push towards holding, uh, Holding what's the name back? Holding Haiti back. I don't mean to say what's the name. Holding Haiti back. One time for the Haitian people. Like that's crazy. It is. We wish the best. Uh in other news, down in Memphis. You know, Memphis is my second home. I love Memphis. Go Tigers, go. I went to the University of Memphis. So I bleed blue when it comes to Memphis. And this story was interesting. Memphis seizes hundreds of counterfeit COVID-19 cards every night. Apparently, they are on the streets down in Memphis. Uh, this comes from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Protection website. So this is from the official government website letting you know that uh, down in Memphis, they've been getting them cards through. So, I mean, they tell you to look out, you know. A lot of people gonna go get them uh COVID vaccine cards because they, I know a lot of people we didn't get the shots. 
And the fact they're trying to don't demonetize me for, but you know they're trying to certain narratives I push. I'm not one to tell anybody what or what not to do because again, I believe in it, libertarianism, which is my own word. I'm a liberal because I believe in safety nets. I believe in social progress, but I'm a libertarian to a certain extent. You help people, but then you gotta you know give me kicking ass and make it fair game. Like I'm okay with capitalism with a strong safety net. I, you reach a certain threshold, you go. Everybody has fair game with that. But it's hard to do that with uh, some of the mandates that's been put out. Labor shortages and all that is coming into play in a lot of places. And a lot of these smaller businesses are going to be hurt. But uh, U.S. Customs working at the port of Memphis flagged a, sp- a suspicious shipment from Shenzhen, China, en route to... Uh, the Central Business District of New Orleans. It was described uh, in the manifest as paper card paper. And uh, Border Patrol already knew what it was. It was the 15th such shipment of that night. 15th. Through all the different cities. Inside with 51 low quality counterfeit COVID-19 vaccination cards. The cards have blanks for the recipient's names, birthday, and vaccine maker, lot number, and date and place the shot was given, as well as the uh, CDC logo on the upper right corner. However, there were typos, unfinished words, and some Spanish verbiage on the back <laughs> was misspelled. So they're trying to push through the fake cards, and they did a poor, crappy job at trying to cover the shit up. Uh... So apparently they, they they've been flooded in from China a whole bunch of fake vaccine cards uh, because people are trying to skip over the vaccine. And again, I'm not uh, like I said, I'm not here to tell you one way or another. But as schools open back up, a lot of schools are worried about these cards getting in the hands of students. Which again, it's a tough position because it's a tough position to be in. It's a really tough position to be in because uh. You want your education, but if you don't want to take something, then you can lose out on your education. A lot of money spent, a lot of time wasted. This is just going to be a continuous problem. And uh, most people would just say everybody get vaccinated, but that don't work. If everybody got vaccinated, we still see you can catch and transmit the disease. So it wouldn't matter if everybody got vaccinated. I mean, the symptoms would, like they say, the symptoms will slow down. I agree. But we're still catching and passing it along. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution for that gonna be. Again, I'm not the solution guy. I'm just here to tell you, you know, my opinion on certain things. I don't agree with the mandate. I don't any of the mandates. I don't. Uh, If the goalpost is continuously shift one way or another, then it's hard. It's hard for you to mandate stuff when you keep shifting the news. You keep shifting the mandates. You keep shifting any information that's filtered in and out. And every time we see the rich people or the politicians get together, they're never wearing masks, i.e. Barack Obama. Who had a birthday party when he was maskless. And anybody who took videos to show him maskless at the party or anybody else were ridiculed. They were considered pariahs. I.e. Erica Badu. 
she apologized for posting a video of Barack Obama dancing with no mask in front of people, just enjoying life. But everybody else wants to enjoy life. Why is it only for the people in control and in power? It's okay for them to decide when they're going to go with the COVID rules. Just like the mayor of D.C. when she did that. She should have known she was wrong. But instead, she felt she was doing the right thing. She's at a wedding. She's doing her thing. So, I mean, some things, again, I would never understand. It's just crazy. Really, really crazy. So, uh, have another story here for you. This one will probably have a little more comedic relief. Uh, so, there was a party bus in Miami, which uh, apparently only they had on their website. They wanted no fat girls to pull up at the party, which, again, some people may find that really offensive. But if you're a bigger person... Spend money with people who accept and appreciate you. Not everybody's going to want exactly you. And when it comes to business, we have full right to spend money with whoever appreciates us. Boycott them with your dollar every time. But instead, her name's, uh, let me get into the story. The story said, plus size woman said she wasn't allowed to ride a Miami party bus because of her weight. Filing a Texas woman said she was blocked from boarding a party bus in Miami because of her weight. Filing Malilo was uh supposedly on her way to the uh what's that Dare Club, a club at the Hard Rock Hotel. When she said a bus employee informed her friends that she would not be allowed to come on. Uh Fallon went on to post a video on TikTok that alleged the incident on Sunday, which has received more than half a million views. And said that one of her friends had booked their tickets from a company called Spring Break Miami Party Service Bus. Uh, the night before July 31st pool party, uh, Malilo said she went to the company's event bright page and said and saw a disclaimer that said, sorry, no big girls for this party. The doorman is very strict on the parents, which said in the description. If you have ever had problems getting to exclusive clubs before, then this is not for you. Please don't waste your time nor hours thinking we can get you inside the club if you do not meet the qualifications. This was listed on the website. They say, if you've had trouble getting into clubs before, it is not our discretion. We only get you to and from the place you want to go. Do not think we have any special favor to get you inside the club. Because... That's not their clientele. Instead, you know, she shows up. And, of course, you know, she cried about it. Which, I mean, it's so crazy to me. It's a little preposterous sometimes. We live in America, and in America you have freedom to spend your money where you want to. You have cases where people will go out of their way to go to people who don't even want to take their money. They don't want your money. This is capitalism. Somebody don't want my money. I'm keeping that shit in my pockets. I'm not forcing you to take my money. You don't like. If I go someplace and they want to call me nigga. Cool. This, this money going right back into my pocket. If I'm going to be treated like that. I don't have to spend my money with you. I have options. This is America. I'm not forced to spend my money with one place. 
And I'm not going to go cry about not having to spend my money with somebody who doesn't want me there. It's preposterous to me. It's almost like the thing where you're a public figure and you're like, oh, don't talk about me. Which we're going to get into later because, again, I don't get that. You understand what happens with being a public figure. And, yes, some shit sucks. People are assholes. People are assholes. But you can always de-plug yourself from whatever you're doing. You can always go spend money with people who will appreciate you, who will tell you, hey, you're big and beautiful versus your big ass can't get on the bus. I really don't get it. Uh, so apparently after complaining, the group got a refund and they ended up getting into the club with no issues. They said they got in with no problem. Uh, she said being turned away in front of other people because of how she looked. And her size made her feel humiliated. Which, I mean, on their site, they said no big girls allowed. So, I mean, you kind of put yourself in front of the humiliation. And if y'all got into the club without them, kudos to y'all. Again, spend money with people who's going to take you. If they don't want to take you, spend your money with somebody else. I don't get it. Y'all want everybody to love y'all. That ain't how the world works. It ain't. And then capitalism, when somebody telling you they don't want your money, please don't force them. Because now you out here, to me, you're looking crazy crying about this when you got inside the club. One. Uh, you got inside the club. Still want to go make a video and bash them for that. Uh, I mean, it's your right to do to go bash them. It's totally your right to go bash them. I just don't understand spending money with people who don't appreciate me. And that's just coming from a black perspective. We were able to boycott strong against the buses because we united against it. We spent money where it needed to be spent, and it wasn't with the bus line. You can't get your point across if you're going to keep spending money with people who don't appreciate you. Because then I, all I have to do is hide the fact I dislike you and still do sneaky shit behind the scenes or whatever it is to control the narrative or control the situation. This generation just, you know... It's funny to me sometimes. It it really is. And since we're speaking on uh you know people being offended uh Lizzo you know she's talented. She's really talented. And in her mind, I believe she wants to be treated the same way that she believes that women of smaller sizes would be treated. And when I get to that and it gets to equality, all of them people getting teared down the same. All of them. We literally have memes and everything running of the uh, white celebrities who don't want to wash their ass. There's a lot of them. So everybody... At one point in time or another. It's going to get bashed. I just don't think you your response to any of this. Should be going online to cry about it. That's not a solution. I mean. Of course you're going to have some people. Who's going to give you sympathy. Then there's also going to be other people like. Alright come on. like Keep it pushing. Everybody has to deal with BS. So. Uh, Lizzo. 
has often spoke about body positivity in her career, sharing videos and posts on social media criticizing those who comment on her body. However, in a recent video, the Good as Hell singer revealed how sometimes comments push her too far. In an Instagram live shot in what appears to be the singer's bathroom, she cried and used tissues to wipe away her tears while discussing some of the mean comments she get online. She said, while under normal circumstances, she ignored these comments, the amount of work she's been doing has caused her to become more sensitive. Lizzo said, sometimes I'm like the world just don't love me back. It's like it doesn't matter how much positive energy you put into the world. They're still going to have people are going to have something to say. Who have something, something mean to say about you. Uh, and for the most part, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. I just think when I'm working this hard towards, when I'm working this hard, my tolerance gets lower. My patience gets lower. I'm more sensitive and it gets to me. And that's the thing. You said it doesn't hurt your feelings. You don't care. But obviously it does hurt your feelings. It does care because it always becomes a thing. It's been almost like a trope your whole career for them to, uh, with anything that's said about, you know, your body is body shaming. It's either uh, two sides of the coin. It's either considered their body shaming or it's body positivity, which I don't understand body positivity because, again, I've been telling y'all, uh, I've, I've been trying to get on my own weight loss journey. I've been smaller before. I gained a lot of weight during quarantine. Even before then, I put back on pounds after dropping a lot of pounds, and I don't like being this heavy. I... I don't like it. I don't. So I've been taking my fat ass outside to go work out. And I have other people telling me my fat ass is getting fat. I've never gone to go cry about it. I want to go put in work behind it. When somebody tells me I'm not capable of doing something, it's a challenge. So what I go do is go prove them wrong. I'm not here for, I mean, to say people hurt my feelings because of comments online. Again, it's almost like the last story. You have the option to plug out of the bullshit, but some people like plugging into it. They'll go continuously read the comp. Like if you post something, you know what's coming with it. You're going to get some compliments, but I feel like the majority of it anytime is going to be BS. If you go read people comment sections on the pictures, there's love, but there's always more hate than it is love. If you highlighted all the love you receive, would you cry? No. People want to dive into the the biggest BS or any of the bullshit they got to deal with in life. And trust me, I understand. I'm an artist. I make music. And uh, I had like a reaction video done the other day. And shout out to the person who gave me a reaction video. A dope video. But they even noticed. They said, hey, it seemed like on every video you have just one dislike. You have one person who just hates you. And that might be the case. And I would be, I mean... I would be super sensitive if I sat right there anytime somebody says something negative about anything that I'm doing. Because if you're not paying my bills, then I don't care. You have to be, like, literally putting money in my pockets. Literally. Literally. Even if people go view your video to talk shit, you're getting a view. You're getting paid from the negativity as well. Uh, Apparently, some people were calling her mammies, which is... It is racist coming from a, it's racist coming from a white per, uh, coming from a white person, and it's offensive if it's coming from your own kind of people in that situation. So I mean, I can understand her being upset with that. I wouldn't want to be called anything that's from a, uh, 
racist perspective either. It would piss me off. So I can understand where she's coming from with that. But I just believe she should, you know, plug, take the plug out, you know, detach yourself from the matrix. Get away, go read, go enjoy the uh, the weather, the scenery, something. Find something that's going to make you happy versus trying to find uh, happiness from other people. That will help tear you down even more. You're looking for something from people who don't give it to everybody. You have to be in a small red fire air. I'm talking about like Beyonce. You have to be on that level of for so long dominating and being great for you to you know have those people gonna fight for you regardless of anything that's going on and her career has been really short of course it's people who love her for the her personality but i mean she also gets a lot of hate from her personality uh from like like that laker game in particular where she had her her, her butt cheeks out oh man she was getting killed for that and she was, and her thing was, oh, if the skinny girl wore this, y'all wouldn't say anything. And the response was, it's a family game. You came to a place where there are a lot of kids, and you just wore your ass out. That's the inappropriate part. It has nothing to do with your size. It had to do with decision making in that moment. Cardi B's a smaller woman, and she doesn't go with her ass out almost nowhere. She used to be a stripper, and she usually dresses with more decorum. Then Lizzo. So I mean, I'm not here to tell women how to dress. I'm not here to tell women to go lose weight. I'm not here to tell any of y'all any of that. I'm just here to say the world owes and nobody anything. They don't owe you to be nice. They don't owe you uh anything. Respect is definitely especially on the internet. It's not something that people are just naturally going to give out. So, I mean, I feel bad. But, uh, I feel bad for her. I don't know, I don't know what else she should do. You know, she, she tries the body positivity thing. Uh, I don't know, man. She's out here. Her new song, I mean... It's cool. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, she said people say she was making white music. There's no such thing as white music. Go look up music history. Black people generally created every single genre of music that we listen to now. Go look it up. I'll be surprised when I be learning new details about, you know, what we accomplished, what we've done. I'd be so surprised sometimes. Uh, so getting into the next story, I'm trying to pull this up now. Nelly came out and made a statement about no longer dating single moms. Because uh, I think he said that uh, the mother, son, I mean, the son has stole his shoes and warm his school. He said he doesn't want to date single moms because their kids take their shoes. Let me pull up this post. It's like they don't want to show me the post. 
I don't want to show Nelly saying don't date single moms. <laughs> Damn, that down. This is a little crazy. I definitely was looking at the uh the story early. It's like they scrubbing it from the internet or something. Mm-mm, man, I done stepped in my days. Uh, why they doing me like this, y'all? And not trying to pull up the story. So, yeah, Nelly went out there and said that, uh, He was dating a single mother and her son stole the shoes. How would I react in that situation? Truly, I don't know. I'm not out here dating single moms with kids anymore. Uh, Am I wrong for that? Mm, No, because I'm engaged. I got a fiance, so I can, uh, she doesn't have kids. Big benefit. So, uh, just a time thing. If you're going to be a good parent, it's time consuming dealing with all the other shit you have to do. So, I mean, if we're trying to build something in a partnership, it's kind of hard when, you know, time can get in the way when you have kids. And now it's expected of me to make accommodations for a single mom just because she's a single mom. Like, that's kind of your responsibility. Not mine, it's kind of yours. Which sucks because, I mean, the advantage is in a field for man. It the advantage goes to the side of the man. Sorry to say it. And, uh, I mean, you can have all the women empowerment you want. But there are about a billion more women than there are men on the planet. So, I, as a man, have more options to women. I can choose one of the one billion other women available that I don't have to go for a one-on-one ratio like I'm stuck here. No, we have options. Women have options too, but when it comes to like uh, in the black community, only one out of four black women get married in their lifetime. So the numbers are high for black men because we have options, more options. So I mean, sucks that you know the the kid was out there taking his clothes and wearing his clothes to school. Uh, probably not that much of a big deal because he has it. It's just you know principalities. The principalities The thing Smokey Yes I got it But that don't mean You go touch my shit You know what I'm saying I don't think he got that That's part of like A a discipline thing Like you should just know Not to touch somebody else's stuff But instead You take it And probably go have a photo shoot You rocking it Like it's yours Which a person Might have gave it to you But you didn't ask You just went about Doing things your own way And you break the code Of principalities Smokey, you can't do that. Now you got uh, uh Nelly out here is gonna look at other single mothers like, do I want to deal with their teenage son? Do I want to deal with their teenage daughter? Do I want to deal with their kids in general? And I've uh I've had a relationship like that. You know, I was dating somebody, and it got to a point where it was just like she wanted to uh force her kids on me. And by force her kids, I mean like just uh we dated for a while. But we never got to the point where it was just you and I. 
Like we made this designation It's us And only us So I don't believe in those, in those cases You should be trying to put your kids on to anybody uh, She looked at my relationship That I had with my niece and nephew And said wow You know what I'm saying Because I am a hell of an uncle I try my best You know from schools The materialistic things The trips to all that I try to be a hell of an uncle You know they prep me for When I'm going to have kids one day But I can understand this problem in that situation. You know, I probably can't discipline your son in that scenario. Uh, yeah, I mean, so to get into more BS, shout out to, uh, I don't know if I should be saying shout out. Uh, But a story that's been making uh, headlines is this situation with Future's baby mother, Brittany. Uh, apparently, all of this started off with a, a text message that went viral across the world. And I'm talking about, if it's a real text message, that's definitely wrong. And I mean, it's definitely wrong. Future's wrong if this is real. But they get in the store. His baby mother, Brittany Millie, she showed text on Instagram uh, from Future texting his son to which uh, I guess his son was asking him for clothes or something like that. And Future says, uh, go ask your mom. And he says, ask my mom what? And his reply was, your mom's a hoe. Like, wow, future. Wow. All right, here we go. We got it up. You know, we was down bad the last episode, but we back, baby. Uh, No, I don't even know what y'all guys is. Y'all trying to sell me some notification. So, uh, the kid text future, tell your mom. Kid text back, tell your mom what? He says, buy you some clothes. His son's response was dad. Future then proceeds. Your mom is a hoe. I'm just saying, hey, Future, you a wild boy for that one. If that's real, you a wild boy. We always knew you was a wild boy, but you extra wild for that one. You do extra sauce on that bitch. You hear me? Now I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm saying on that on that text message, he put some extra spot, some sauce on that. He made it extra too much sauce, like he used to say with him and Uzi. It was too much sauce on that text message. Damn, your mom's a hoe. That's vicious. Like I couldn't imagine being in that situation as a kid, and my pops text me that. Like that'll probably scar me in some ways, cause then I gotta look at my mama through whole lens. You know what I'm saying? Every time you go out, what you doing? Even though Future probably ain't the best pops. I mean, shit, if I'm rich, my kids are kids. I'm definitely 100% making sure they're straight. Because as a good parent, I should make sure by the time they become adults, they can be adults and hold their own shit. Because I don't want to be holding my kids' hands at fucking 38. You know what I'm saying? But damn, Future, you vicious. Now, she is wild because she tried to say it was like cruelty to children for that text message. That's not considered cruelty to children. It's considered being a shitty fucking parent that you would text your kid that your mom's a hoe. I love future music. Future is legendary when it comes to music. 
Uh, his personality has spawned a shit ton of toxic memes. He's the toxic king. Women know this. And they still line up to sleep with Future. Kind of your fault now. Anybody who lines up and gets pregnant by Future now, you cannot be the bitter baby mother. You can't be the angry baby mother. You know what the hell you signed up for. He has like 12 baby moms. But shit. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, so it says this is not the first time Future and Britney have aired out their dirty laundry publicly. On their son's birthday last year, the former couple got into a fight at their son's lavish fortune theme. Oh, Fortnite theme uh, party. Britney explained uh, her anger in an Instagram post. She wrote, I, I do not even do this, but future your real pussy. You knew to hide and run when I came. Because you don't want this smoke, bitch boy. You ran for my kids, pussy ass. I guess that was supposed to be hoe. Because they say how. Uh, run like your scary ass always do. Bitch. That was the ending. Uh, again, man, I can't say the type of father he is, but man, these women sure do like lining up back to back for toxic relationships. Uh, y'all get to choose who, you know, you let fuck. I get to choose who becomes your baby daddy. Don't line up for the ride and then cry about it later. That'd be the shit I'd be talking. Don't line up for the ride. Don't jump in front of a moving car and cry when you get hit. Don't touch the stove when it's hot, when you saw the flame there. You know what you get yourself into sometimes, and people still line up for the bullshit. And then, I mean, that was another conversation I got into it with uh, one of my friends. I love just hearing, you know, other people's opinions sometimes. See where they are on these incidents, where they are on these uh, subjects. And stop thinking you can change people. People line up to try and change other people, and that shit never works. That shit never works. Take people as they are, because if you don't, you're going to be the sad one at the end of the day. And that's the case this is now. You, you're not changing nobody. They have to change themselves. I had to learn that in business. Trying to do business with certain people, thinking they can grow into some shit, they don't. They don't. People have to be motivated to change who they are. They have to be motivated to be the ones to get the job done. And they don't want to be the, the person who does it most times. And as we see there, it can backfire. It could backfire bad. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to change people. You can't just openly change people. Uh, so I'm really, really happy, guys. I'm happy. Football is back, baby. Football is back. Yes, that's right. It's the preseason. Preseason sucks. But you get to see some of them young guys out there hungry, trying to get their positions on the team. And I appreciate that. Because those are half the NFL like undrafted players or people drafted out there like the fifth round, something like that. Meaning you have a great shot of making a team being an undrafted person. If you grind and work your ass off, you will get your shot. Because football is always looking to replace 
somebody with a more cost efficient version of themselves. So unless you're great, super great, you're always being looked at for the next guy up, the next replacement. But boy, oh boy, the Ravens came back. They uh we beat the Saints in our first preseason game. Again, it's preseason, so that doesn't really say much. Uh uh, I go to ESPN to go, you know, go talk about some more football. It looks like our backup quarterback, Tracy McSorley, is going to be out with his bat. I say he injured his bat, lifting the box, and now he's going to miss the rest of the preseason. So Tyler Huntley, boy, he be balling. He's uh, Lamar Jackson's friend from, like, high school. Well, at least they used to play against each other in high school, and he looks nice out there. You know, he ain't Lamar. Because that's one of a kind right there. But he looks good out there. And it's nice to see him getting a shot out there. Balling. He went undrafted. And that's what I'm saying. Undrafted guys make the league. They do. And football is back. We like under a month away from the real season starting. Which I can't wait. You know, we're kicking off. Uh, We have the first Monday night football game. I'm looking at the schedule right now. And I mean, y'all can come take a look at it with me. Ain't no point of being stingy. But, yeah, we're going to play uh, September 13th. I really wish I was out Vegas then. That would have been a dope-ass game to go to. Really dope. Uh, that Kansas City game is going to be like that week two. Week two. Uh, I'm happy. Preseason is short in one week. Uh, so it's only three preseason games. And then we have... The regular season starting, and there's going to be an extra week of football that actually matters and counts. I guess let me get some quick predictions on who I think is going to take some things. I think we're taking it all. Ain't no more other predictions. Baltimore all the way. Lamar's going to be MVP again. We're going to do our thing, number one offense. And we run the ball down our throats. We're going to stop it. Nobody. Only people who can stop it is ourselves, and that's our problem. We hurt ourselves when it matters the most. But we don't think that's going to happen this year because guess what? Lamar got new weapons. We got people working in passing coordination right now. So we're trying to throw the ball over the field when we need to. And hopefully the new receivers that we have, they're just going to get playing time. Do not drop the ball. That's been our biggest problem as a Ravens fan, us dropping the ball. Uh, something that would have been cool, you know, uh, well, something that is cool, Hard Knocks came back too, you know, to uh, kick off the preseason. They have the Cowboys up there, and apparently Dak Prescott has to get a, a second MRI on his throwing arm, which uh, that sucks. Uh, but they say a second MRI comes out, and it shows that Dak's going to be good to go by week one. But uh, that was one of the things that occurred during Hard Knocks. Hard knocks. Uh, that's a series that's been around forever. Really, what you know? Again, I just love seeing my team on TV. So it'd be nice if we could be up there again on hard knocks. Last time we did that, Super Bowl, baby. So it'd be nice if we can uh, get hard knocks again. That, that would be dope. And from uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks, we got a little beat between uh, Jenny Taft and Skip Bayless. Who knew they. Uh, they didn't care for each other. But apparently they've had small little hiccups before. But this time, uh, I guess it took the cake this time for them.
All right, so yeah, here's the video here. Ah, uh, this is somebody doing a review on the video and not actually, you know, hitting what they talking about what we need them to talk about in this one. That's a review. But yeah, they got into they were arguing over the weight of the coach. <laughs> Can't make this up, y'all. That that that's what they argued about the inner show one day. Uh gonna see how that plays out. Again, that that's get Bailey show. Uh Something I, I thought that was a little juvenile, you know, to get at the end and get into that. Maybe they should have waited to the break and got into that conversation. Some things aren't made for TV, and that's one of them. But uh, I'm your boy, DJ The Park Boy. This is The Lime Show. We here on the Next Up Network. Shout out to my good people. Shout out to the flossers. We out.